You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, the Binge Sportscast. The NFL is in full swing. It's about time we do our thing. No time for dunks and finger rolls, dropping pucks and scoring goals, home runs and strikeouts off for summer. Tight spirals flying all around, touchdowns abound. Let's talk some football, crushing beers and throwing fits. Let's talk some shit. It's the big sports cast. Call 708-316-8822, you Baba Dicks. Welcome, everybody, and Happy New Year from the Binge Sportscast. I am PJ, and as always, joined by my main man, TM. TM, Happy New Year, baby. What's going Uh, on? Happy New Year. Well, can on. we just just get to Monday, will we? Will you? Come on, Woo! can't take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is uh, we got We got a tale of two. Uh, well, let's see, one in it. Two emotions. Yeah, two two emotions, but one two, two moods. Two moods. There you go. Although mine is mine is mine was uh, recovered. Uh, Otherwise, it probably would have been a tale of the same mood uh, for you and I. Yes. And we'll, we will get to that. But uh, the recovery that was made on my emotional palate because of my Michigan Wolverines has not oh. left this mouth, this this feeling, this taste. Oh, I can taste it. I can taste that victory. Oh, so good, TM. So good. Um, but how everything, how was the new year's TM last time we talked, it was Christmas vacation. You had lots of work, lots of drinks, uh, everything, yes. uh, everything, well everything on is good. your side. Yes. Yes. As far as life is concerned, things are good. I'm off tomorrow. I'll be off again in a week for a week. Uh, it's downtime season that all played out well. So but that's not what this show is about. This is not a podcast about life. This is a podcast about football. Here comes the hop slam. I need as much percentage as possible. I am I am confused. Let's just put it that way. I don't know what to think. I can't get past the game that ended three weeks ago. And every time my team plays another egg, that's all I think about. Yeah. Yep, uh, <sighs> lots to get to today. So we are recording late in the week. It is uh, yes Thursday, so we're gonna we're gonna keep this timely. We're gonna keep this uh, front and center, and then we're gonna get into you know this game's weekends. I mean, by the time you're listening to this, we have divisional matchups coming tomorrow, Saturday, as early yes. as tomorrow on Saturday, um, and then a whole slate of games. And so we'll hit for the most part what uh, what's on the line Sunday, Saturday, and Sunday, and yeah. what we expect out of those games, and um, you know the emotions that could go into them, every where everybody's at, and uh, and we'll just go from there. So 
Without further ado, we offer a new segment, uh, really based on this weekend's uh, emotions, this past week's emotions, and here we go. The good, good one. The bad. Well, fucking what the fuck? The ugly. Their dicks are out all over the place, just stroking them. (laughs) We offer the good, (laughs) the bad, and the ugly from this past weekend. And TM, I mean, is there anything better than me being able to come on this show and play this beautiful sound one more time? TM, it was a game that nobody thought Michigan had a chance at. We were the underdogs, so much so that ESPN put a highlight or put a a, a graphic that showed Alabama as the number one seed. Alabama, this powerhouse who deserves, the SEC deserves to be in the college football playoffs. And what happened? Michigan ran and rammed the ball straight down their throats. Jalen Milrow didn't know what to do. He was sacked five times in the first quarter. That game should have been 20 to nothing after the first half. But you know, football, there's a way that the football gods work and things that Michigan hadn't done all season long started rearing their little ugly heads we muffed a punt we missed an extra point we missed a field goal but what did we do michigan stayed on track and even fought through the the slight small push that alabama had after the first half Michigan dominates them. And TM, was there ever a doubt in anyone's mind after that game went into overtime who was going to win that game? I'll answer that for you. No siree. That game was won in the trenches and on the sidelines as Jim Harbaugh, the guy they said could not do it, could not win a college football playoff game bull whatever we're calling them out coached Nick Saban and it was glorious congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines the job is not done though TM the job is no, not of course not. Done. of course not but i could not have been happier could not have been more excited could not have been more proud of the way that these guys played. And I won't sit here and talk about this Michigan versus everybody. The versus everybody is for a different team in our lovely state of Michigan. But I will say, through all the thick and thin and through all the bullshit, whether self-inflicted or not, it wasn't inflicted by these kids. It wasn't inflicted by these players. They fought 
They played through adversity. And even though after that third quarter against Alabama, it looked dire, they came back. And what was the one thing that people did say about J.J. McCarthy? Kid's a gamer. Kid's a baller. What does he do? He puts that team on his back to keep them in that game, doing things that quarterbacks aren't supposed to do. And then he leans on arguably the best running back in football who makes a jump cut that I haven't seen done in places other than Madden. And it was awesome. So congratulations to my team. That's all that I want to say. Job's not done. Our household has been electric for the last week. And as I sit here and I look at my Charles Woodson Heisman jersey hanging on my wall from 1997. It just, it, it needs a buddy. It needs a buddy, TM. Oh. It needs a new partner in natty apparel. So, are we going to not, let's not even, I don't want to know who you're thinking. Let's just get it done first. Let's get it done. Let's get it. Yeah, and then we'll dis- we'll discuss that on the victory show. Now, there are not many people. 17 uh 1710. There were not many people who thought Michigan could come back. Was going to come back on Alabama, right? Everybody. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, every, that, everybody or was it was it 2013 se- at that point? So uh, 2013. Oh, 17 Right. Because it's thirteen ten at half, Alabama gets well. No, and they kick the field goal in the fourth quarter, and yep. it's like, you know, I mean, you and I are texting back and forth uh, during the game, and uh, you know, we we were both kind of bitching about the, the just like the muff. I was just complaining about the muff punt. I just, you know, and you see it. You've seen it in the NFL a lot recently. Miami did it recently. I, and it's we talk about stuff like in in the Dolphins chat group too when, and it's like uh, the most recent conversation was who's coaching like that's where it was like who's coaching this shit because we we go nuts when like a, a cornerback doesn't turn around to play the ball, right? Like, yeah. are we yeah. not at the point where you can't just as a coach say, hey, look, it's getting called every time if you don't turn around, turn around, like a number one, fucking turn around, and with the muff punt to me, it's like listen. Stand at the 10. If they kick it and it's going over your head, just get the hell out of there. It's Let it bounce. At, let them down it at the one. Good for the punter. How right. many times does it actually happen? How many punters can actually put it inside the five consistently? There really aren't many, especially in college. Yeah, just double so just up on the it, gunners, right? Like, yeah, make just, those and guys. just let it drop. Yeah, yeah, let the punter do what he's got to do. And if yeah, and if you're starting a sprint towards a short punt, again, same thing. Just let it drop. I mean, yeah, that's you know, uh, it's it's. I couldn't get past that. You know, I was I had money on Michigan. My my betting process pregame was, and everybody's betting Alabama. And I've got my sister in law is like a diehard Alabama, and my brother in law is like, how much did you bet on Alabama to win the national championship? And I'm like, no way, man. I'm like, Michigan's going to win. And he's like, I'll stop. He's like, come on, we've seen this a million times. And I'm just like, hearing all this stuff, and I'm just like, no. 
I have to bet on Michigan because when they win and I didn't have money on them, I'm going to be so fucking pissed at myself because I did the same thing against the against Ohio State. So I bet them, and I was not feeling good, man. It was not going well um, with all this. And the, the extra point was a bad snap. Everybody's right. getting on the hold. The ball bounced before it got to the, the holder. Yeah. And, and, so that's, you know, that's on the long side. But anyway, yeah, everything just wasn't going right. The game just had that feel. Here we go. Another, and I've seen Alabama win games like that too many times. Well, so because... it, just, it just had that feeling, right? It could have been any opponent on the other side. Alabama was just doing their Alabama thing. And it was just like, oh, no. I just like, oh, God, come on. And then that your receiver makes that catch. Yep. And I was like. Oh my God, this is going to happen. Because there was just enough time on the clock. And you had the two, I think you had two timeouts. And I was like, all right, this is going to, like, I just got instant confidence where I had lost the confidence probably at halftime. Because, like you said, you we texted at one point, you're like, this score should be 20 to three. Yeah. Well, and, the, was... and the turnover was the turnover was the, their only touchdown in the first half was off. Yeah. The muff punt. Right. You know, that's, well, but that was uh, the only thing that was the only thing that was keeping me, you know, uh, uh what's the word I want to, you know, just con- not, I don't know, not confident, just no, not, not just that, just that there was still a chance. Now there are games. I mean, we played Georgia two years ago in the college football playoff. And I think after the first, and we talked about it on the show after the first snap and watching the Georgia defensive line literally treat our offensive line like they were 12-year-olds immediately. I mean, that game was 14-0 Georgia after the first quarter, and that was yeah. a big thing. And even the the TCU game was 10 to nothing, I think, after the first quarter last year because of a pick six. And J.J. McCarthy throws that first interception that gets called back, luckily. And so it's just one of those things where – I think this year more so than any other year, Michigan's team is so fundamentally sound that I wasn't – that these these mistakes that were happening were so out of left field that I was like, they just can't – this can't continue this way, right? It's like get this shit out of your system and let's go. Because they were dominating the line of scrimmage on both sides oh of the ball. Oh, my God. Those sacks. Those five, I mean, there was like – was there not like three and four plays or something yeah. at one point? And I was just like, oh, baby. Yep. And then like, this is Alabama came out and didn't allow Milrow to pass the ball in the third quarter. It was just all read options. And they drove down the field, and they were able to, uh, you know, finally get in the end zone. But I think it was in the fourth they ended up scoring at the beginning of the fourth quarter – um, but Michigan got, they had the strip fumble, uh, which helped. And I don't think they, I don't even think they did anything out of that, but it was, it, it was like the momentum stopper and, and that was it. Yeah. Man. He got all, cons- yeah they got concerned. Bama got conservative in the third quarter. Like they, they did not go for the kill at all. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think you got to pay a little bit of, uh, well, you got to run right to defense, stop the pass rush. You know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right, that's it. I mean, Milrow just, he had zero time. So every time he dropped back to pass, I mean, it was whether he was scrambling or getting sacked. I mean, there was just nothing. So, you know, good on um, on Michigan for doing what they needed to do. You know, Jim Harbaugh with, 
I don't know, was it just over two, two minutes left when he went for it on fourth and two from their own, like, 35-yard line? They, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they had three timeouts in their pocket. He could have, you know, a, a more conservative coach would have potentially uh, punted and, and put it on their defense to go and get the ball back. But it drew up a great play on fourth and two, got the first down, and then – you know, essentially big yards on that play, right? That was, well, that was, but also got called back for the block in the back. The block in the back. Now wait, no, in the NFL though, that's not a first down, right? Um, no, I think, well, it depends. I just think it depends on where the foul happens. I think that, okay. I think it's already past the the sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. As long as you're past the sticks enough, uh, to give, cause it was like a 30 yard run on a fourth and two. So they had some leeway there. Well, um, I was. I thought. I thought it was coming back. <laughs> I'm like, oh god. Oh god, that would be. That would have been the worst. Yeah, and I. I looked. At that would have been the end. But I had. I asked myself the same question. I'm like, that's that's like a spot foul, foul, right? Like he gets you. You go 15 yards back from where it happens. I was like, yeah, because if there's a hole 70 yards down the field, you don't bring it all the way 70 yards back. So, yeah. um, and then went into overtime, and you know the fact that they ran it in from the 20. Uh, on second down was just just yeah. awesome. You know, Corum's run was so good, and it's I mean, so that was so fitting of a play. I mean, just from how your whole season's been. I yeah. mean, it's just basically he's been the workhorse the entire season. Absolutely, and it, it's, electric. Yeah, and then you know, and Alabama just didn't have an answer in this in the overtime. I mean, they, they had a couple oh. of runs, and they and then they on the third and they were third and goal from the 10 you know they threw that out pass and the kid gets stopped at the three and and that was it and there's been some you know uh questions about the last play of the game and whether Melrose, you know the bad snap so i mean yeah we didn't talk about the bad snaps and that was a, a thing all season long for alabama um the reason why they were on a fourth and 31 or fourth and goal and from the 31 against auburn was because of a bad snap and this kid had about five or six bad snaps in this game. Probably none worse than the one on the last play where people say that the Milrow lost his reads because he had to go down and get the ball, which to a certain extent, I don't, I mean, I don't know that the last, the snap on the last play was bad, but it was like at his knees. I mean, I guess that screws up. Yeah. I guess, but I mean, as soon as he caught it, he kind of just like dove head first. Right, he kind of yeah. Line. But did he, he didn't did take he think, a step back? Right, but did he think that 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 any of his reads would have been? Because I heard that one of the theories, and I never heard that Nick Saban said this, but was that the running back who had gone in motion and was kind of coming across, sprinted kind of parallel with the goal line at seven or eight yards deep. And that the first read was to dump that pass out in the flat, almost like a screen with the wide right. receivers blocking. And so they're like, well, Milro didn't think that he had enough space or enough time at that point. But then you're right. He just grabbed it and was like, oh, fuck. And just like, fuck. Yeah, he kind of just like dove forward. at his lineman's asses. Yeah, it was really, it, it was broken from the minute the ball was snapped. Like, I mean, and you guys were definitely penetrating. Oh, I mean, yeah. But our, it was just. Our left it, outside it was, it, linebacker demolish yeah. their right tackle to the point that it tripped Milrow before he even got to I the had four no, yard line. I mean, I had no, I had no doubt 
before that ball was snapped. I was just like, they're going to blow this up. Like, there's no way this isn't going to happen. Like, you could just tell your D was just like, uh uh-uh, uh, this shit ain't happening right now. Like, it was. It was fucking great. <laughs> I re- it was a fantastic watch. Now, I watched the fourth quarter. in. So my son's taking a bath. So I'm watching it on my phone. And I, every time you guys needed a play, I just kept saying to him, like, give me a go blue. And he's like, go blue, go blue. And he was getting all into it. And I made him watch, like, the overtime. Nice. And he doesn't know anything. He's four. But no. he was liking it because he saw so I was really fucking excited, man. That was – it's about time – that's the first time I've ever experienced like positive college. That's not true. That's not true. I was into Rutgers when they beat Louisville back in the early 2000s when my brother was on that campus. Oh, the, the when Ray they were Rice. first emerging. Yeah, like yeah. wait, yeah. So, but I mean, that's a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this was like it's something really special when it's college, you know. And I can't speak on winning in the NFL. I don't know what the fuck that is. It's you know so. Neither, neither of us yeah neither of us can really uh, so with that tim yeah so um and then uh, let's watching... look ahead after all right after i don't want to look ahead at the washington matchup until after yeah i was just going to say watching the washington uh texas games we were it's kind of rooting for texas because they just look like garbage to be honest yeah the fact they even got into that game was surprising you know uh, you know, you're right. And I looked at that game. I'm trying to pull the trigger on a bet on that game. And I never I never pulled the trigger. But I was going to bet Washington. And my reason being, I'm looking at, I'm like putting the younger one to sleep. And I'm just looking at the spreads. And I'm like, man, I, I can't pull, I, like, too much noise from everybody picking Texas. Everybody I listen to. And just, you know, the national media and stuff. And I'm like, man, I've watched Penix so many times this year. I'm like, he, I'm like, the pressure is not going to get to this kid. But in high, in you know, comparison, I'm like, the pressure is going to get to this Ewers kid. He's got one big win his whole career, and it's like the weird thing about Texas, from my perspective, is for the last couple, probably the last three years, the only game that seems to have ever meant anything besides the Red River rivalry is the one game against Alabama, you know, and they won it this year earlier in the season. But then Ewers has been injured, and, you know, they lost the Oklahoma game, and I'm looking through their schedule, and I'm like, they blew out all these, you know, inferior teams. They're yeah, frauds, right? Isn't that what we call yeah. teams like that these that's, days? That's so right. I was like, I looked at it, and I'm like, I'm like, Washington, I'm like, how am I not taking four points at Washington? And I didn't pull the trigger. Fucking right down the field, score seven, and I'm like, they're going to fucking kill this team. And they fucking they fucking manhandled them like that. They Texas kind of made it a game fine. Obviously, it went down to the last play, but that's I mean Washington did the same thing against Oregon last time. I mean, they just they come out. You what best thing for Michigan? Just fucking weather the storm early. Don't let them just go up and down the field the first quarter, and you're gonna be good. Well, that's I, we were I don't think it's a good matchup. It's not a very good matchup for Washington. I think I think it's a good matchup for Michigan, actually. No, Washington needs teams like Texas who are will just go toe to toe with them. Michigan's not going to do that. Michigan's going to run the fucking ball sixty times, control the clock, right. and they will yeah, like, make they will make Washington dink and dunk down the field. Right. Yeah, the, the big the big negative on Texas, which is another reason I was gonna I can't believe I didn't make this bet. But Texas was like real ranked 
you know, 100 or higher in college against, like, the explosive play and stuff. And so Washington had about 50 explosive plays. Like, every time they threw the ball, it was for 30 yards. Yeah. Or and, more. Or and more. Unbelievable. I mean, Penix was just on He's point. Dealing. I mean, literally yeah. putting the ball in the bread bat. I mean, literally dropping it in his receiver's arms. They didn't need to do anything. Oh, yeah. But we won't uh, we won't get into it too much. I think Michigan's got a real good chance. Obviously, um, I think the like you said, the matchup's really good. But I wouldn't take them for granted either. You know, every time. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I don't think you. I don't think Michigan. Listen, fans and team and coach, you learned your lesson with TCU last year. I don't think you take anybody for granted. That's right. That's right. They're really well coached, and with a senior quarterback and legit wide receivers, I mean, it is. It will be. Uh, it'll be a battle, and I hope that. Yeah. Like, I think you got to weather an early storm, and I think you'll be exactly. okay. Yeah, exactly. All right, TM. So let's um, let's move on and get to the bad. The bad. As, um... Now, we debated pre-show what, what is the bad. <laughs> we have two options here. What was uglier is basically the question. Well, so the bad that we'll talk, and so this, this goes on to my weekend – previous to the Michigan game all the talk in this town after Saturday night football with the Lions and the Cowboys and is the only thing that was talked about for 24 hours even with games going on the next it wasn't just in Michigan man oh I know (laughs) we're talking about this shit everywhere because it is unbelievable TM so I want to I don't. I'm not even going to go through. It. There's no way that anybody listening to the show doesn't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No We're later in the week, but right. I want to get your thought on it because I've heard a lot, and obviously I'm looking at it through blue-colored glasses. But where do you what Where do you stand on this thing? And I, it won't hurt my feelings if you you think that we're at fault here. But I, I just kind of want to know no. what what you're hearing and what you think. With all the facts on the table, I mean, the fact that um, Dan Campbell even, like, we know he told the officiating crew pregame, hey, in this situation, we've got this play. Like, it was explained to them. I would say, okay, everybody understands what happened, right? Okay, so he told them that. You see Goff, there's footage of Goff sending 68 to go check in, right? So we know he went over and checked in. Give me a fucking break. I would say the one mistake is 70. Like, maybe you don't need the fake check-in. Because I think that's what fucked them, right? Of course. And and, Yeah. There's there's no doubt. being said, okay, so visually there's a video of him. He never even gets to the head official. And Correct. 68 and whoever the other guy was are literally, t- I mean, you know they're talking to him. So, like, you know, the, the explanation that, oh, the head official sees 70 run in, that's usually the guy reporting eligible, so he just announced it. This is I mean, I, watching the game live, it is bullshit. And I, I, watching the game live, I don't remember hearing 70 is reported eligible. Normally you hear that shit. There's so much craziness going on in that moment. And the the flag came in late. Yep. And I just think like it, you can't you, you I can't sit here and not smell a rat. 
I mean, look at what's happening now. You said this to me last week. You went through our divisional winner picks from pregame from the preseason. Yep. And you go, oh, TM, oh, you had Dallas. Well, now they're going to fucking win the division. I mean, this, this, the scope of this play, forget your loss for a second, because honestly, it doesn't change your position. You had the three seed, you got your home game, you won your division. I'm not saying you're supposed to just let something like this go, but I'm saying look at it from the Dallas perspective. It now, I mean, it in fact wins them a division, gives them two possibly, let's not, I'm not anointing them winning any playoff games, but gives them possibly two home games. And the and it it comes at a point where the right after Miami beat them the week before, and the discussion is just solely on wow, Dallas just cannot win on the road. They need to be home or they're losing week one at Tampa or at whatever the you know, whatever yep. the yep. matchup's gonna be. We don't even know if it's gonna be Tampa because that team fucking laid an egg last week. But anyway, it's just it's fishy. It's annoying because it's Dallas. And, like, it, again, the officiating. We've been talking about it all year. We've been talking about it since we started doing the show together, which is now God knows how many, like six, seven years at least. What the fuck with the NFL officials? In the words of Eric Belenic, get it right. Yeah. And the and, and the worst part of it all as a non-fan in that situation, you know I'm rooting for Detroit in that situation, but it's like it's such an epic moment. And you just fucking strip it away. Like, yep. is Mike McCarthy running up the fucking sideline saying, he didn't report, that was the wrong number. They didn't fucking know. And I'm not saying let it go, but just fucking get it right. When the guy comes over to you and reports eligible, fucking get the number right. Right. And don't, like, don't make that assumption like, oh, wait, these two guys that are talking to me, 68 and 58, are literally talking to me and reporting to me but I'm going to go and look at that guy who's 15 yards away. And yes, the Lucky. Lions had him run towards the official, which was deliberate. But right. there are two things that you have to do when you report eligible. One, you have to swipe. And you have to verbally report. You're telling me that Dan Skipper, number 70, verbally reported to you? Oh man, he was fucking livid because he is he, he, he didn't literally report. said I never said a fucking word. Yep, exactly. So, and here's the thing: yes, the Lions were trying to deceive a bit, but that isn't against the rules. Yeah, that's gamesmanship, motherfuckers. And Brad Allen, the head official, decided that. He needed to, for whatever reason, as you said, TM, run away and go report whoever he thought instead of getting it right. This was on an untimed two-point conversion. There is no no clock. There is no rush. If there is any confusion, pause, say, oh, wait, Wait, who's eligible? Are you out? Are you reporting eligible or is this guy that's 15 yards away from me running towards me reporting eligible let me get this right this kind of seems like a pretty big deal because it affects a the line of scrimmage and how the lions can line up correctly legally oh god and then b that drives me nuts for the cowboys sake 
get it right for the Cowboys. You're telling the Cowboys the wrong guy. Because what if, what if, if Decker, if something would have happened where the wrong guy was said, and this is, this is, nobody's really brought it. What if he, if they, they report the wrong guy eligible and there's some way that the, the, however the, the formation works, that there's no penalty for it. But he reports the wrong guy eligible. So somebody goes and covers a guy that's not actually eligible or whatever, and right. it costs them the game. And Dallas comes in and's like, hey, you said this guy was eligible and you didn't do this. Like, just get it right. And that being said, um, in his his um, you know post game not presser because they don't get questioned the officiating. He said in his statement that it was also an illegal formation because yeah, no shit. Of- <laughs> and it's like you idiot, like dude. The fact that Dan Campbell like told us that look, we fucking told explain the entire play to him pregame. And he still, like you're saying, running away, rushing to get the... Dude, this is the play. Like, you're not realizing, like, is the moment too big for you? Well, then you shouldn't be a fucking NFL referee. And the fact that they're downgraded from the postseason, whoop-de-fucking-do. Yeah, like, yeah. That was the eagle... Listen, we sat here this season and we bitched about the... I bitched that in that Dolphins-Eagle game... It was 10-0, penalties called, fucking, do- you know, Eagles to Dolphins. That was the same crew. And then I forget what the other game was. I sent I sent you the, well, was, the screen. Um, um, the, 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 the Packers and... Um, oh, the non-pass interference yeah. call, the Chiefs. Right, exactly. So same crew. So now they're downgraded. Well, so it took three... Huge. I mean, forget throw the Dolphin game out, but that the Chiefs win that game if that penalty is called because it puts them first and goal inside, you know, inside the five or the ten, whatever it was. Obviously, the Lions win last night. They directly affected two games. So that wanna... I mean, the Packers might make the playoffs if they win. Yeah, 100%. undeserved, undeserved. Yep. They should have fucking lost. So the worst part about it, TM, and we were talking today and TJ Lang, who's a local guy, you know, he does like local radio here. His, or he, he does sideline reporting for the Lions radio. And he was on like the local news sports talk and was saying the biggest, his biggest issue was when you go back and watch it, when there is an illegal formation, it's not a dead ball foul, right? So an illegal formation for the offense they let the play run, right? But that okay, flag right. is thrown right away. As soon as yes. it's snapped, they throw the flag, the play goes on, then they get a call and it's a legal formation. That flag right. was never thrown. Why well, was that flag that, not thrown? Well, that because flag would have been thrown before. The penalty, though, but that wasn't the penalty they yeah. called. The penalty but, they called was... Illegal touching. But the flag so was never hilarious. thrown for an illegal formation. It should have been thrown before the th- pass was even made. Right. Which means that they were they had no idea. No, they had no idea. They, they, Brad Allen still thinks he probably called the right guy. And that's the biggest. If he would have just come out and just said, listen, under, like, as Detroit was was running all these guys – 
yes, 68 talked to me and reported eligible. And I looked at 70 and I fucked up. And I know they did never say that. At least that's something. But for them to just right. double down and now essentially are blaming the Lions. Right. But then Goodell could actually overturn the but result of they, the game, which, of course, he would never do to Jerry Jones. No, and especially with time on the clock, because that's a big thing, right? And then it's like, well, they made a bad call here, and there was still 23 seconds left. And and now it's now it's shifting to Dan Campbell being stupid, which I don't necessarily disagree with for – should have just kicked the extra point. Right. Well, the, correct. After yes. the penalty. At, at, at the, it was seven yards for the uh, two-point conversion. Right. right. Kick, kick the fucking – but, but I, again, it doesn't matter that much, and he's pissed, and I, I can get behind that. I can get behind him saying, fuck it, go again. Oh, yeah, like, I, I, I compared I really it to, to fucking, like, Tin Cup, right? Right, exactly, Lasting. yeah. No, knock it on, Bray. Right. Just knock it on. Shut up, stupid bitch. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I mean, here we are. It's week 18. 2020 well it's 2024 but it's a 2023 season and we're still talking about it man i mean it's just would you want so there are some implications tm that you didn't even bring up or so had the lions won the lions would be the two seed right now right 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 with a chance to be the one seed so the implications of this would have been san francisco now who is going to rest all of their players or a large portion of their players would have had something more to play for, which affects them playing the Rams, the Rams. which then affects playing all of the other teams in the six, seven, eight. So, yes, in the long run, it's why why Detroit. I'm not trying to downplay. Oh, yeah. I, I just you know. No, and that's why Detroit went for it in the first place. They didn't yeah. have a ton to lose. It's like go for the two point, win the game, get out of there, get the two seed, goodbye. Right. So not only that, but now yes. Dallas wins tomorrow or Sunday. Yeah, they're going to win. Detroit wins. We win both. <laughs> uh, both of us win our divisional games or wild card games. We have to go back to Dallas now. Good. I so, like that. Yeah, everybody. Everybody. It's a big story at the, you know. <laughs> Listen, I think the first story you guys got to get past is Stafford. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, I don't like that for you guys. I gotta be honest. Yeah. Well, dude, right now it's looking like Stafford or green or uh, green Bay. So, but we'll get, I into know. That. we'll get into that. So yeah. with that right. TM, this is why I didn't, I, I wanted, this was the bad because it was the bad. Yes. The lions were not ugly. Actually, the lions played pretty fucking good outside of a blown play for a touchdown for a 92 well, yard yeah, touchdown. She- I liked what you guys did with the approach of playing that team, which is, I guess, kind of what Miami did, but I don't think Miami did it on purpose, is just let CeeDee Lamb get whatever the fuck he wants and just contain everybody else. Yeah, I, mean, a, Miami, I mean, they played one on one. But so did Brandon Cooks. And so, you know, it was it was, yeah. it was a mess. So we still won somehow, but. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the ugly TM. <sighs> Listen, man, I, I fell, I fell for it. I fell for it. Whether it's the hard knocks or the fucking, just the the media. I heard a lot of people picking Miami in this spot. Why is it only three points? And blah blah, blah and this and that. And this fucking team goes down there and does exactly what in my gut I knew was going to happen. Because 
this is not a game. I mean, I don't know how we won when we came back from 35-14 last year. Or I think it was last year. I don't know how the fuck that happened. I shut that game off and didn't even come back to it until it was 35-35. But that's week three or four or whatever it was. That's a healthy team. My team is in, is like in the infirmary. It's a disaster right now. Like I'm sitting here. And my wife walks... Oh, God, I'm going to start to lose it right now. My wife walks into the kitchen before and goes, pretty excited about the Bills Thursday injury report. And I'm just like, get away from me. Don't <laughs> talk to me about injuries. My team is dead. That's what I keep telling her. I'm like, we're dead. Like, the whole roster's dead. So anyway, this game, I'm going to have to kill McDaniel again. Because you are... 20 to 20, let me get this right. 21 13. You have the ball. You're moving the ball, going towards the two minute warning. And for some reason, this team rushes to the line and runs a play when all they had to do was let the clock run to the two minute warning. You're in Baltimore territory. You've got timeouts. You're down one score. What's the rush? You're kill- what are you trying to do? Are you desperate to get Lamar Jackson the ball back before fucking halftime? I don't understand any other reason you would do this. They rush a play. Tua hits the wrong read. Interception. Baltimore scores a touchdown. 28-13 at halftime. So, in essence, that's the game. Because you're not going to come... And I understand we have an offense and stuff. But this team, when this team gets thrown off their fucking access, it's over. I mean, they cannot regroup. It is a mess. Like, they just get so disheveled. It's like, we had a formula, we had our hypothesis, it failed, experiment over, loss. So, look, we got fucking whooped. Enough. I don't want to talk any more about it. I don't want to analyze the game. I don't care. It's too late in the week, and we got beat, man, and we got beat pretty good. And Baltimore is a really fucking good team. But get your players off the fucking field when you're down 30 points in the fourth quarter. And he didn't do that, so I'm going to kill him for that, too. Now, Bradley Chubb, uh, Jalen Phillips, I mean, our two two of our best defensive players out for the year, ACL. He's not even going to be back week one next year. Just a disaster. I mean, Hill, uh, well, yeah, I, I can't not speak on this on my podcast. So, seven, okay, I'm going to just lay out the first quarter. Seven, nothing. Drive down the field, Touchdown, bing, bang, boom, looking good. Baltimore's first offensive possession, third and 16. And they dump it to Justice Hill, and they just fucking whiff on tackles. They are this, I see Dolphin jerseys all over the place. No tackles in open space. (laughs) 18 yards, first down. I literally text my brother, and I go, dude, what the fuck was that? He goes, it's over. Like, we were both just like, we knew. We've watched this team enough. That that was so demoralizing that early in the game. So right down the field, touchdown. Then we drive right down the field again. Third and goal. Tua hits Hill in the face. In the hands. At the helmet. At the face mask. He doesn't catch it. It like It's like from the transfer from hands to like yep. under yep. the arm. He pops it up. Oh, my God. That motherfucker. I'm sorry your house caught on fire. Catch the goddamn ball. How much do you get paid? And the t- yap and I got to hear from him on HBO. And, oh, man, that was so deflating. 
field goal, Baltimore touchdown, game over. And Xavier Howard, our cornerback on the opposite side of Ramsey, gets hurt early in the first quarter. And who do we have? Who is next up on this team? I, I don't want to say the guy's name. He deserves no credit in life. He does not belong on an NFL football field. Eli Apple just gets killed. Play after it was the same play. I saw it five times just in the highlights. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just kept Lamar just kept hitting the receiver, running down the right side of the fucking field, and that's Eli Apple's. I I just I don't know why is Jalen Ramsey not traveling? But see, that's the thing. He better travel with Diggs this weekend, although I don't think that's going to matter because then Gabe Davis is just going to fucking kill Eli Apple. But you can't travel with Baltimore because it's likely the tight end or it's Flowers or it's Beckham. I mean, that, listen, I take nothing away from that team. That is a very good football team. Yep, I'm psyched they're sitting everybody this weekend. And then they got the – I think they're making a mistake. That they're going to be – they could be had, I think – in the divisional round because they're going to rest. I think that's a mistake by them and it's going to be Cleveland. Mm. So, we'll get there. Yeah. But that's kind of what I'm that's kind of the upset I'm looking at. But that being said, I cannot get over the Monday night loss 2 weeks ago, 14 point lead, 3 minutes to go. So, do you want to play the voicemails before we move on to Buffalo because we got to talk about Buffalo now. Yes, I do. Let's fucking do that. Uh, all right, here we go. Here we go. These are these are very uh I hope there's no crying. This is right after game time, Sunday, 4 o'clock. Hey, boys. Tony Dolphin here. Uh, taking a depressing therapy lap with the dog. Walking around the neighborhood. Um, absolutely abysmal performance. Um, I guess I'm back to the, the same old Dolphins mindset right now. That was terrible. Um, trying to think of things to you know right set my mindset but there's nothing bad i'm also very intoxicated um <laughs> all right look buffalo still looks bad uh they have no they got nothing they barely beat new england again at home um look let's win get the two seed maybe and let's ride uh fins up Donnie Dolphin out. See you. See, it's a lot when Donnie is defeated because Donnie is always the positive voice of reason when I am literally crucifying everyone and their mother after the tennis the Tennessee loss. He's still, you know, head up, this and that, all that you know, nah, nah, man. Like Donnie would be a great coach. I'm not a good coach. Because I would be fucking, you know. And then he is just like, and, and and that's the thing with this conversation. It's just like, even with the Tennessee loss and even getting blown out by Baltimore and even after all the bad injuries that are coming at the worst possible time, we win and we are, we've accomplished everything that we were, I don't want to say assuming, but we're really pumped that we could pull off weeks and weeks ago, which was division and a high seed in the playoffs. And that's all I wanted. That's what I said to Eric in the chat, and I brought it up on the show. What are my expectations? My expectations are win the fucking division and get and win a home playoff game. All of that is still possible. But there's no confidence for me now. I have no confidence in this. And my brother, who is the most unconfident 
of everybody and has been same old Dolphins. He'll flip-flop five times during a quarter via text. He's like, we're winning Sunday. I don't even know what to do with that. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to handle that. Is that good? Because it never happens. Is that bad? Because he's drinking a lot. I don't know what is going on down in Red Bank, but everybody's questioning that, and I just don't see. Did Joe? Did Joe? Did JH call? Play that first. All right, play that, and then we'll. DJ, TM, awesome JH here. Everything sucks. Happy fucking New Year. <laughs> That's it. There you go. There you go. No need to explain. I know where you're at, Joe. I'm there, too. I'm watching Hard Knocks the other night, and I'm, like, getting a pit, like emotionally upset. I think I turn, I turn to get my wife, and I go, I go, ah. I'm like, I can't handle this. Like, I'd rather they just continue to suck because you've got, all this expectation, players I actually like, head coach that I'm behind. When was the last time I liked a head coach? I mean, we've had so many fucking... Du- I did like Flores. But Adam Gase, Joe Philbin, Juan Yeah, Well, Campbell we liked because he won that game against the Texans. But I just don't know. I don't know this life. The emotions, the de- the up smacking the Jets, I was there. The down blowing the game to Tennessee. The up to dominating the Jets again. Then the win against Dallas. Now we're like, woo, it's all fucking happening. And then just getting destroyed by Baltimore. And who's fucking standing there waiting for us? Josh fucking Allen. I mean, just go take do yourself a favor on Sunday night, but like when you're watching the game, just go look at the, what this guy's done to us in his career. I mean, I and I've witnessed a lot of it in person. Fucking, we are fucked, man. I just don't. I don't see. Uh, I don't. Ca- I don't care how they how bad they played against New England. I don't care how bad they played against San Diego. I, I don't care how bad they played against the Giants. I don't care how bad they played against the Broncos. The, the, the product that the Dolphins are bringing to the stadium on Sunday is just so depleted from the opening day roster that I just don't see the formula. The only way Miami can win this game is if we just outscore them a lot. Like, All right. So, Tim, before... Let's, let's take a breath. Take a breath. Okay. Should I get another hop slam? I think I got to get another hop slam. Maybe you should. Let's, let's. Well, so we'll do, we're going we're gonna to pee break shortly. We're, we're then... done. We're done with the ugly. We are. It was ugly, TM. Oh, are um, we about to go ahead to look ahead? All right. How about we do, do give me a pick, quick pee break. Okay. Let's do a pee break and then we'll. Uh, Reset. And then I will just unload on my negativity. <laughs> But guess what? Oh, I gotta, boy. I gotta take a pick. Oh, here we but go. Wait, right. But wait, oh, what you I, have? I have a pee break sound. Effect. What? Unbelievable! <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> Unbelievable! I'll go pee, then you go pee. Okay, I'll be right back. Pee break. 
The show has gone on way too long Now will it ever drop? I got a piece so goddamn bad But PJ won't shut up Isn't there a bottle near? Cause the toilet I can't reach My legs are squirming, my bladder's burning Relief is what I need I need a pee break I fucking needed a pee break since the start of the cast It's gotta be soon and it's gotta be long Hurry up before I piss in my pants I need a pee break a pee break since the start of the show Can we please take one soon? I've had too many beers It's an emergency, I got to go Yes! You played right into my card But I surprised you with it And now I have drops to fill the beginning of the song with <laughs> fucking amazing Yes! PM! <laughs> We're talking about the NFL Post- for the Lombardi Trophy, NFL postseason. Anyone but Brady. The NFL postseason. Belichick suck my balls. The NFL postseason. Patriots blue. Yes. Ay ay ay. All right. It's funny, TM. Is both of our games probably were. I don't know, the biggest newsworthy of the weekend because the rest of the games last weekend were pretty much dog shit. Um, Teams looked like dog shit. Other teams have already quit. Um, The other biggest story, and we can get into this here now for this upcoming weekend, but is the Eagles just falling down into the dumps. So... Um, I don't know. How do you want to, you want to start? Let's, let's go back to, let's start at the top of the AFC with you guys. So we get a Sunday night game, 8:20. Bills going into Miami. What is the, what's the current line on that game, TM? Do we know? Two, well, I'm looking at two and a half now. It opened at Bills minus three. And I guess some sharp money's come in on Miami today because this has changed, you know, I, mean, I, I last looked at it maybe this afternoon, just like look at it spread. So two and a half, so some money's coming in on Miami. Um, you know, it's funny. So I'm a, I'm a Dolphins fan because my father. And he's said to me, and this is before I even knew what like gambling was when I was like in high school didn't understand how that really worked he would always say to me listen always like Miami as a home dog so we got that going for us all right all right <laughs> so I'm gonna put I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that in the positive column um now I think now, TM listening to the Dolphins fans that I know and looking at or I'm sorry not the the Bills fans that I know and just scrubbing through social media, listening to sports talk radio, watching, you know, NFL Prime to all this. Yes. I think the other thing that the Dolphins have going for them is the sheer fact and that the Bills stink. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I was gonna say the Donnie <laughs> said it. The Bills yeah. the Bills are riding a high 
that is maybe unjustified. Now, listen, we always say never, never uh, apologize for winning. However, a Dolphins loss has now elevated their excitement to the point of overconfidence. Because all the same problems that the Bills have had all year are still there. Right. Nothing has changed. This, I mean this run that they're this okay. This run that they're on though, it did stay four in a row. It did start by beating the Chiefs at Kansas City, which really is like, you know, a bugaboo they got over. Yeah. And then they just fucking destroyed Dallas. I mean, that game, oh, that's one of the ones I'll never understand this year. There's games I just don't understand this year. That's one of them. And Pittsburgh just fucking dismantling the Bengals recently with Mason Rudolph after they looked like they were just done. I mean, people were writing articles that it was finally the first year that you know, Tomlin finishes without an, a record uh, over 500. Now he's going to finish over 500 because he played Mason Rudolph and they ended up scoring 30 <laughs> something. It just, you know, games like that just make no sense to me. But then after that, then, okay, they skate by the chargers, but you can say, look, West coast road game against an, you know, interim head coach after a firing, that shit happens. They still won the game. A lot of times the interim coach wins that game. And then you've got new England who just, I mean, Belichick, beat them already once this year and i you know we all think belichick's going out you know leaving new england after this week and these guys are playing for him and listen i'm i'm obviously looking at it from the other direction a lot of people even like my wife and bill's fans are like what the fuck was that how the hell did we not blow them out you know it's back-to-back 12 point favorite near losses one point you know one one uh one possession wins so Good. I'm glad that I'm glad that the outside media and you know fans that like yourself who are not in the market or not have you know a dog in the race. I'm glad people are looking at this because I'm having a hard time looking at it objectively. I I think we can win the game. It's not that I'm sitting here saying there's no way we win, but I've just I mean look at my situation. My wife is a my wife and I are basically together because of Bill's Dolphins. I mean yeah. she bartended at a bar every Sunday. I used to go in there. It was like the way I courted her, bringing my buddies and every well, my dolphin friends, my brother and everybody in there. Hey, look, I got a bed. If I if we win, I you know, she has to wear a merino, you know, all that stupid shit. And I've watched. I mean, all the years my team has completely stunk. These two Bills games have meant something every single season. Team fucking kills us. Yeah. Josh Allen fucking owns the Dolphins, and I'm trying to figure out if Jalen Ramsey can lock down Diggs who's been terrible for like eight weeks statistically, I would say fucking leave him alone and lock down everybody else, Kincaid or something. But if they go and lock down Diggs, you're telling me Eli Apple's going to fucking... Gabe Davis has like got seven inches on that little shit. I just don't see it. Oh, I don't you, see listen, this how is, this plays out, man. This is what your coaching staff, who you said yourself tonight, needs to... They do. They need to fucking figure it out. Man. Yeah, that's and that's that's the difference. And they got to figure it out without Bradley Chubb, right? I right. mean, this is what they're paid to do. You like your coach, you like your, you know, situation there, then 
that's what they got to do. And if they don't, you know, and, and it's it's a good thing it's not for all the marbles, at least for right. you guys. But okay, there's, so a lot of, good, there's a lot of pressure on Buffalo. Buffalo. Now, good, good point. Let me so let's quickly just put that all out on, into the uh, into the conversation. So we get started Saturday. We got Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Pittsburgh loses and Buffalo clinches a playoff berth. Oh, so okay. right that so yeah so right there, that could change our game. And and you know, I think we've all watched enough football to know that seeding doesn't matter to these guys as much as just getting in. So. That would that would relax Buffalo a little bit, knowing they're in the playoffs. Now, if Pittsburgh wins and Baltimore's going to be sitting people, so it's possible. I would, ne- I mean, you know, spoiler alert: I'm taking the Ravens plus three and a half in our picks because you can't tell me that they're just going to lay down to an in division rival who's already beaten them once this season and just let them have a better chance to make the postseason. There's no way that's going to happen. The Ravens will come to play. Hundley can play. He almost made the Super Bowl last year as a backup. They were like one play away. So Baltimore is going to play hard in that game. So anyway, though, Steelers win. They're still alive. And then, you know, as long as it doesn't tie between the Colts and the Texans on the Saturday night game, then we move to Sunday at one. If the Jags lose to the t- at Tennessee, Buffalo's in. So basically, for it to be for playoffs or nothing for Buffalo, Pittsburgh or the Jags have to lose. If they if they both win, then Buffalo will be out of the playoffs if they lose to Miami. That's what I want because I want them nervous. I want their I want them to be as tight as possible because McDaniel's message should just simply be, "Hey, look, we're in. It's not where we want to be if we lose, but we're in. So let's just fucking go out there and fucking go nuts and just run the offense, throw the ball down the field, you know, pressure, pressure them on D, push the ball." And just try to win 35-28 or something. Play that game with this team. Because I don't... That is where I think Buffalo has stunk. They can't win though. Like, they lost to Philly. Yes, they beat the Chiefs. But they were not able to push the ball on the Chargers. They're, they're, they have this whole different approach now. Where they're going to run first. And Josh is throwing less. And Josh has a shoulder injury, that, injury that's undisclosed and all this stuff. I want it to go there. I, I don't want them to be able to control the game. Because we're not going to win that. We have to high fly, do our shit, let them be nervous. If they go down to us and they're like, oh, my God, if we lose this game, we're not even going to be a wild card. That's what we need. Give me that. Yeah. That's. <clears throat> Give me that. that is, he'll throw his interceptions and maybe we'll win. Yeah. I think you guys, if you guys can play loose, knowing that. That's, yeah. You know, it's And that's kind of, yeah. you know, it's it's mm-hmm. there's no, there's no. There's no skin. It was like the Lions playing Green Bay last year after we found out we were eliminated. I mean, it's not the same, but it's it. The, all the pressure was on Green Bay, and all Detroit had to do was play loose. There was there was nothing to lose, and in your case, obviously, there's a two seed to lose. But you're in the playoffs. You can't, you know. And Buffalo could very well be out so we got that would be yeah. the hope that would be the hope yeah we won't know that till 
you know, seven thirty Sunday night. So okay, so so Baltimore's locked in. We'll do the AFC. Baltimore's locked in at the one seed. We talked about yes. the two seed between Buffalo and Miami. Uh, yes, KC's locked Chiefs. in at the three seed, yeah. and then it comes down. That's to- where my, that's where Miami will go if we lose because a law a loss by us and we are locked into the, the six seed. Correct. Oh wait, one more thing about the Bills Dolphins before we move on. The winner of that game is at Detroit next season. Oh, that's right. Oh, let's so, go, Miami. Is that is it, I'm telling you, if they would, I think either way, we might have to come visit for that game because someone else is going to want to come. Oh, yes, I, let's do <laughs> it. I, I forgot because I was looking at it the whole time about it. I was like, oh, yeah, number one because Lions are now locked in, obviously, yeah, is the one. Leaders, yeah. yeah. Oh, all right. Let's let's go Miami. Let's go. Yeah, let's Miami. go Miami. I want to come out for a dolphin. Dolphin the dolphins. Make the game in September. That's right. Yes, please. And yeah, much please. better month for everybody. It's gonna be fucking December first. Yep, for sure. All right, then four so the four seed then, um, as we said, it's Jacksonville, Indy, or Houston. Jacksonville wins, they get the four seed. Yes. Indy wins. And Jacksonville lose, and then and then it's, if Jacksonville loses, then it's a toss up between obviously Indy and Houston, who who play Saturday night. So the winner there sits and says, okay, we're either the wild card or or we could win the division if Jacksonville loses. Yeah, so that's what you know. The way that the schedule for the NFL, like the the way that they've scheduled all these times, is great. So, so you have that game Sunday night, which is, I mean, they do it on purpose, obviously. If Jacksonville wins, then Houston and Indy don't have much to play for. Um, well, they but Indy, the so right, if right. Indy, an Indy win and a Pittsburgh loss gets the Colts in, and the same thing with Houston. So if Pittsburgh wins on Saturday, then the loser of the Colts-Houston game is out. There you go. So right. that that kind of shows why they did those two schedule those two games, which I think is a good job. The Saturday night game I think is a good job by the NFL because you know, it's yeah. it's CJ Stroud and it's, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of points in that game. It should be a good watch if you care. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um yeah. So, and then, yeah, so you Jacks- said Jacksonville can be eliminated by a slew of ways. Um Indy can be eliminated in Houston with losses, and then Pittsburgh. Um, essentially, if it's those four teams um, all win, then Pittsburgh's eliminated. Oh, that's right. Really so they're all fighting. Pitt for win, that. Buffalo loss, they're in. Pitt win, Jags loss or tie, they're in. And then it's that's what they kind of need, Pitt, because then it's like Colts lost, Jags lost, Houston lost. So there's a, like Denver's involved yeah, in some of this here. It's so like, yeah. Um, so what you what yeah. we care then, about is let's not forget about who's sitting at the five. Oh yeah, well, yeah. Cleveland's sitting there, just nice and pretty. Gonna go play whoever, what, however that division works out as the force. They're gonna go beat whoever. Let's Correct. just let's call it what it is. They're gonna go beat whoever they have to play in the first round, and then. You know, you get to go play. Hopefully, uh, cheat. Hopefully, the two and three win because I want Cleveland going to Baltimore because I think that's the, you know, that's the best chance. And listen, full disclosure, and I shouldn't be saying this on the air, but let's just call it what it is. If Buffalo is the two and they're playing 
the Chiefs in the in the divisional round. I'm rooting for the Bills. I'm going to be sitting next to my wife. My team's going to be out. What are we going to do? I'm going to hope the Bills win, not these other fucking teams. And I'm going to hope the Browns beat the Bravens because I'm going to want the Bills to find a way to go to the Super Bowl. So at least somebody in this house is fucking happy. But that's the those are the those are the matchups that I want to see. I want to see and I really want Buffalo to fucking lose to us because I want them to knock the Chiefs out in the first round. And they give me the Browns knocking the Ravens out and say, you know, I'm looking at all this. I'm looking ahead way too much. But I I keep saying uh, if I was making a positive and negative column over here for Sunday night in my head, I'm like, well, the script writers want (laughs) Buffalo to go to Kansas City for the the first round. I mean, I mean, that's the the drama and the build up to that is better than Miami going to KC. Who fucking cares about the, the England game or the Germany game? Give me Bills Chiefs. It's like been a rivalry for four years in the postseason. So I got that going for me. Yeah, it's but it's, so there. Yeah, what I'm That's most AFC. what I'm most excited for are yeah. What do you want to watch as an outs like this weekend? What in the AFC besides my game? Do you, do you even really care? Like, are you the, locked in this Saturday or no? I think the the AFC South. I think that Indy. Jags, Houston, Houston Jags, that whole yeah. thing is 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 fascinating because the Jags had such a stranglehold on it. What was it? Four weeks ago, they were. Oh my they, god, they lost they, four straight games. Yeah, they were they were literally on the cusp of. It was the um. What game did we watch? Was it Baltimore? Right, that they ended up blowing when like <sighs> like uh, Lawrence the just like won, but they could they, they would have had one it. seed right. They would have yes. the one seed, and that is talk about a demoralizing loss. Um, oh, forget a demoralizing loss. What about a fall from grace? I mean, it's amazing how we're talking them up as a possible one seat and everything that you're just talking about. And then all of a sudden they lose four in a row and the media is just like, well, listen, they went two and zero oh in Europe, but uh, they're only 500 at home and all, all this shit. Statistically, it's like, how are we fooled into thinking this is actually a good team? I mean, I would love to play them in the playoffs. So there's this really weird, there's a really, there's, it's, and it's not really, it's just they're in the Jacksonville, I'm looking at their elimination. If they lose and Denver wins, who are eliminated from the playoffs, mind you, then they are eliminated. And Denver's playing the Raiders. Yeah, a game that means absolutely nothing. It's conference record. It's conference yep, record. Exactly, yeah, exactly. But yeah. it's just they, that game, and that game, so Jacksonville's at one, and so everything could fall their way, and then this 425 game between the Broncos and the Raiders could essentially, you know, saying if, even if they lose, if they lost, and then everything else fall, falls their way where they're not eliminated a different way, the Broncos could knock them out, which would be fitting for uh, who is their quarterback now. I don't even fucking know. So anyway, so that's you asked the question. That's my Stidham, Stidham, Stidham. Stidham. There you go. I'd say that Saturday night game uh, will be. I'm glad that it's a meaningful game. I want to see this. You know, CJ. I'm not real. Like, listen, the, the Colts do not move the needle for me at all. They're finding ways to win, which is unbelievable. But Excited to watch Stroud, excited to watch the Texans and see what that team can do as a young team. And I'd oh, like to see them in the playoffs. Yeah, the problem with the with 
Stroud and the Texans is that all his receivers are still hurt. He doesn't have tank Dell. He doesn't. Didn't Collins is come Nico back, coming back? I thought so. Well, that would be big for them because yeah, yeah the, the you know it's Minshew. Uh, they play well at home. They score a lot of points at home. It's the the, the offensive coordinator from Philly. So they've they've done their shit. But yeah, those are, it's it's a great matchup of two teams that like have had you know probably not, I don't want to say overachieved, but they've played really well all season. And uh, you know yeah get get that opportunity to lose in the first round. Yeah, and I think, yeah, everybody else, um, it doesn't really matter. We talked up Buffalo and uh, Miami, and then, you know, if, I, you know, I also – I don't want to see Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Like, please no. I don't want to see the I mean, But I would say this, though, as a, if we were the two seed, I'd be very happy to play Mason Rudolph in the first round. Yes. I, you know. Oh, for your I sake, mean, TM, yes. I'd say that is – I that is who you would be – you should be. Well, I don't have this. I don't have an explanation of actual seeding, like where it would land. But so, say Pittsburgh wins and then Jacksonville loses, that puts Buff. That makes it Pittsburgh and Buffalo slash Miami as the wild cards. So there's a chance that Miami wins. We play them again, Buffalo again next week, and that's and. Like we played them in the first round of the playoffs last year and almost beat them with a third string quarterback. So, you know, I, oh, that's going to get ugly around here. That's all oh, I'm yeah. going to say. That's going to get real fucking ugly. A so, lot of this right, will clear let's, up. Let's, let's a lot of it yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. Right. And after right, exactly, Saturday night, exactly. it'll be come down to one or two games. So, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, NFC right, wise, so. you've got. Uh, can I just say? Can yes. I just say? Can I just say? All right, we know the Niners are the one. We know the Lions are the three. That's Dallas. not true. That is not true. The Lions can still get the two. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We need both Philly and Dallas to lose. And we okay. have to Okay. So we know Detroit's the three. Yes. <laughs> <I guess laughs> Dallas, is gonna, Dallas is winning. Unless, unless uh, what's his fit? Oh, I can't think it was Dan. I've had a lot, enough alcohol. I forget names now. But, the oh, uh, Jacoby Brissett. Maybe he keeps it close with Dallas because we know Dallas stinks on the road and he has just been lighting it up for Washington. But I just want to say that you mentioned last week, did I already mention this? I was the only one to pick Dallas Yeah, to win the division. Yeah. So here we go. They can do it. I mean, they're going to win a road game, which they don't know how to do. Yeah. So, but yes, essentially put- it comes down to whoever – Dallas. Dallas is the two if they win. Philly is the two if Dallas wins. Uh, or Dallas loses and they Philly win. Philly has to win, right? And Detroit wins if they win and the other two lose. So interesting. All right, um, go Giants. Yep. And then it's the three seeds, the the reverse of all that. Um, and then Correct. the fourth seed, and then Tampa's right. Yeah, it's Tampa's division to lose. Um, what a f- can you can we just quickly take a brief step back to week 17 and yes. can you explain to me what the fuck happened with Tampa and the Saints I mean it's it's, uh, it's Baker I mean it's like, in division can, yeah, but he, they've been lighting it up I but it's I mean he's still threw for 300 yards but they're just I know I don't know I don't know. He threw for 300 yards probably in the fourth quarter. I was following that game on my phone. They were not crossing the 50-yard line in that yeah, game. I no mean, way. it was just punt after punt. Um, 
So who really cares about the four seed in the NFC? Because, well, I think that used to be my attitude when we were all assuming Dallas was going to be the five. But, yeah. I it's mean, Philly. there's no – yeah, exactly. Come on, Philly. there's no guarantee Philly goes down to Tampa and wins or goes to New Orleans and wins. I mean, they're a fucking mess. There's I don't no know that guarantee there's... they beat the Giants. But there, I, that's I don't – I don't know that there's a guarantee that Philly or Dallas going on the road. That is such a huge, like, two seed to to get for them. Because yeah. the, the now, loser goes to the five, and then they've got to go on the road. It is Yeah, a, now before last week, Chad D actually was texting me, yo, you see what's going on in Philly? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Explain. And he said that there was all this dissension in the locker room. And he's oh, like, yeah. apparently, apparently, uh, Hertz isn't a leader. And that's kind of where the conversation ended. Then they go and fucking lose to the Cardinals at home last week, which of all the bad losses, I'd say that's number two in the season to my team losing to Tennessee. But oh my God, what happened there? And I know Kyler's a threat and I've picked Arizona on this show a few weeks saying Kyler's a factor. Kyler's a factor. But they were like up twenty-one to six or something. I mean, what is going on in Philadelphia? And now AJ Brown. This week you're reading AJ Brown is just like divaing out like nobody's business. And him and Hertz are like related through marriage, or like one was the best man. The weddings were all those. There's all this personal shit. I mean, I don't think we know a quarter of the disaster that is that team this year. And I say they're one and done. I mean, I can't, I don't see what is something's yeah. real bad there. Real bad. That coach clearly can't control them because everybody thinks he's so fucking smart. But yeah. well, his team we, is literally disintegrating, you know, behind the scenes. And you know, we talked about it last uh, or, or during the 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 pre our preseason show, or you know. That the them losing their their coordinators, the coordinators and yeah. you know and then but then they they rattled off you know where they were ten and one and then I heard a stat and I don't even I, something about they're going to be the the only team to be ten and one to not reach thirteen wins or it's something crazy like that right I mean wow so anyway so yeah that is I mean that's a huge incentive for both of those teams obviously to not I mean it's the the two. The five, and if you're the five, good luck. Because not only do you need to go play on the road against, yes, granted it is an NFC South team, but then potentially you're having to travel to San Francisco, which is no easy task in itself either. So, um, but that takes... Real quick, here's here's who this is their season. New England, win, win New England, win Minnesota, win Tampa, win Washington, win Rams, lost to the Jets makes no sense. Win Miami, win Washington, win Dallas, win Kansas City, win Buffalo. I mean, they're beating playoff teams along the way here. It's and then they they only they lost out San Fran. Dallas, Seattle. The Seattle loss is the bad one. We watched that here on a Monday night. And then they beat the Giants, and then they lose to the Cardinals, which is brutal. So two of their last three are brutal. But besides, actually, three of their five losses are fucking pathetic. Jets, 
But they Seattle, also do have Arizona. to play right one the hardest one one of the hardest schedules. It's very yeah, it's a very I mean this you know this isn't like going through Miami schedule and it's like every win is against an inferior team. I mean this you know they they yeah. they won some games here. They just I mean, haven't not like they they're... just haven't looked very good clearly in doing those I don't, even I those games. Blame it on her. Yeah, I don't think it's like all on Hurts. They have no defense. They have no secondary. What are you talking about? They have Matt Patricia, Matt. Patricia. All right, move on. <laughs> All right, so the four seed, sir. <laughs> the four seed comes down to that NFC South. Tampa wins and they're in. Tampa loses and New Orleans wins, they're in. And Atlanta. Wait, this doesn't make any. Oh, duh. Tampa loses and Atlanta wins. Atlanta, uh, Atlanta yeah. and New Orleans play each other, so. Tampa loses. Ignore the ties. There better not be a tie this weekend, or I'm going to get really pissed off at the end. I NFL. wish that ties, because I hate reading through these and be like, a Tampa winner tie. It's just like, I don't even read yeah, them. I don't even read them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no ties. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't subscribe to ties here on the uh, Binge Sports. That's kids. right. You can, if you're a hometown, here. if you're Atlanta and you want to sit there and you're a Falcons fan and say, all we need is a win from them and a tie from them, that's fine. But we're not going through. Are they not the only team on this entire website that cannot benefit from a tie, though? Oh, maybe. <laughs> the only one that just says Atlanta win and Tampa loss. It's the only way they get in. That's right. <laughs> and uh, Minnesota so is still alive. I couldn't. I'm reading through it. I couldn't believe it. And, and I know it's that. And it's not that far fetched, to be honest. All this, this like, except for, you know, and, and lucky for them, the Lions need a lot of help. But unlucky for them is the Lions. Minnesota game is a one o'clock game, so the Lions will have not won't won't know about Philly and Dallas, who both play at four o'clock. So Lions are playing to win, and Minnesota. I mean, come on, let's go. Let's not. Uh, can we just put that team to bed? They're yes. annoying this year. They're annoying. So go, yeah, go the five, so essentially the Rams win, they get the six seed. The Rams lose, they get the seven seed. Correct. Um, they're playing San Fran. They're both both teams are resting players. Stafford's resting. Purdy's resting. Oh, really? Stafford's not playing? Nope. Because I think they're just they just don't care. I think you so, know. McVay, all right. So if they lose, so yep. if they lose and get the seven, then Packers win and in gives them the six. Correct. How the fuck can the Packers be the six seed this year? That is weird. Everybody else has just been shit. And, you know, the Packers have played okay, um, you know, beating some bad teams down the stretch here. But They beat the Chiefs. Yeah, well, thank Big you, Brad Chiefs, Allen. Yeah. You know, another one to just, you know, <laughs> shove it to the Lions. Um, wow, but yeah. so either way you look at it, considering you get the three. Oh, yeah. We're, you, you, there's the storyline story is unbelievable in Detroit. Oh, man, dude, I got to say. As whatever happens this weekend, next next week's gonna be awesome. There's gonna be so much good shit with the NFL. There really is. These matchups are gonna be pretty awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that's the NFL. It's what we've been waiting for for 17 weeks. TM, uh, get rid of all this garbage underneath us. There's and... not a lot of garbage though. There's a lot of teams that are still hanging in here. I mean, it's pretty amazing. And I, you know, I, I don't have an opinion either way really on the seventh. There being a seventh team in each conference, but this is pretty good. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, they're doing a good job. I mean, I would say that the drama's there, and 
there's some they've got enough good matches. The four o'clock slate is really good. Yeah. Well, the so the yeah, Packers and, the Packers play the Bears, who are the Bears are no pushover right now. The Bears have no, all of a sudden become a team that nobody wants to play. There is no lock in that game for Green Bay. I'm sorry. The Bears are live as hell in that game. Yep. And so if Green Bay loses, so here's the next one. If Green Bay loses and Seattle wins, Seattle's the seven seed. Right. And then there's a bunch. Tampa Bay can still get the seven seed, but they got a tie, which whatever. New Orleans can get the seven seed with a Green Bay uh, a win and then a Green Bay loss and a Seattle loss and a Tampa Bay tie. And then Minnesota, if everything falls Minnesota's way, they've got to beat the Lions. Seattle's got to lose to Arizona. Green Bay's got to lose to Chicago. And Tampa Bay has to. Or Tampa Bay or New Orleans have to lose their games. Right. Right. So that would be that'd make everybody happy. And that'd be just another gift for the Dallas Cowboys and the NFL for you know Kirk exactly. Mullins or whatever who the fuck is that guy to go and play against Dallas? Like there you go. That's what you get, NFL. Have fun. That shit ain't gonna happen. No, it's so, not. all right, so gun to your head right now before we play out week eighteen. Will it be Niners Ravens in the Super Bowl? No, because I think it's too easy. Yeah, I just think I agree. I think I agree with you, sir. And how many times? What? And I don't, I don't have the stats like we typically would with like uh, NCAA tournament. I don't know how many times the. It's One not, seeds, yeah, that, you know, the, the odds are against other. it. I think the, the odds are kind of against it. I just, I just have, I think in recent years we've witnessed the, the resting of players or the bye week is at a, it's a disadvantage sometimes when you get a hot team coming off that first playoff win or who had to, like for instance, Buffalo. If Buffalo has to win five in a row or, like, lose a close one to Miami and then go to Kansas City and beat the Chiefs. You don't want to fucking play them if you're the Ravens. You know what I mean? Like, somebody's going to be hot. I love I love the Browns going to Baltimore in the divisional round. I think it's going to happen. And if I'm the Ravens, I am not comfortable there because that's in division. They've already beat you once. Yeah. There's and, a little uh, – uh, and now did, did they didn't it, – uh, now it's with – Ex Raven Joseph Flacco. Joe Flacco. Well, I mean, I mean, talk, the wild card of right. all the wild cards in this postseason is him. I mean, yeah, falling asleep on the goddamn sideline after scoring thirty-seven <laughs> points. It's just I, I can't even get over oh, that image. Man. And then you've got Purdy, who got completely exposed by the Ravens. They're going to rest him. They're resting yep. McCaffrey. You know that team. Yeah, I don't. There's Shanahan. I've heard a lot that that doesn't Shanahan. sit well with me. It's know. Shanahan, and I've heard a lot about it on sports radio, people analyzing this on podcasts and stuff. Shanahan, just when the pressure is on, I mean, Shanahan was the OC for the Falcons against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. He gets tight. He calls shit plays. He fucking sucks. So, and the, the Niners have won in either complete blowout fashion or they have lost the close games, those three close games they played. Yeah. Or they got destroyed by the Ravens. But you know what I mean? Like that team, they they you know, at least my team has one close win against Dallas. They don't have any. So 
Yeah. And that's what the thing with San Fran, right? They're resting, like you said, and Baltimore, right? It's the fucking two weeks, two full weeks or three weeks. I don't see the Ravens. You know what it's. I don't think it's official that Lamar is not playing at all. Okay. Just whatever. I think think they announced that Hudley will be playing. Yeah. But they learned their lesson once, I think, two years ago. So. Yeah, well, I love the Ravens. I don't care who's playing quarterback. I actually, we're going to get to the picks next. I love the Ravens against the Steelers. I think they're going to win. Yeah, you don't yeah. just fucking let a team in your division. Like if Miami was already the two seed and Buffalo needed to win to get in the playoffs on Sunday night, or it would probably not be Sunday night. Like, but you don't just fucking lay down and let them get in. You don't want that fucking team no. in. They'll be like you playing Minnesota and you're like, you're locked up and Minnesota just needs to win to get in. You don't fucking let them win. No, not at all. Not no, at all. this is, this is the NFL. We like don't do I said, that shit here. Dan Campbell last year. Well, yeah, exactly. No, we just Great don't. What you, he's, he said, no, we just don't want them to get in. <laughs> right. All right. Let's fucking do it. All right, Tim, yeah, let's, uh, let's get to right, these Let's do picks. these picks. When they come and take my house and my car, my wife don't understand. I fucking suck at gambling. So I think when when football's over and we just pop in and out for our, you know, like spring and summer shows here and there, I want to do a show on the most hateable faces in sports. Because I've been sitting here for the last... Two plus quarters of basketball, and I hate Steph Curry. I, I just hate him. <laughs> I can't stand his fucking face. I can't stand his mouthpiece. Ha! Ah, you dropped it, loser. <laughs> Excuse me. I can't, COVID. I can't. I can't stand his shitty beard. I just. I just can't stand him. What? Oh, shit. oh. I'm allergic oh. to hops. I'm allergic to hops, bro. So. I just want to brag on my 5-13-3 record going in to week 18 in the league where they play for pay. Are you fucking kidding? Is this as good as your run all those years ago? It's on my other computer somewhere. I will figure it out because I know you were hot like this the whole year. I hope, I mean, I gotta look that up, see if I can actually take you out here. But anyway... 2-1 Two and one again last week. Tampa lays an egg. Makes no sense. But besides that, Bears minus three, Niners minus twelve and a half. You yourself go two and one as you are getting hot yeah, late in the season. Hit with the Pats. Loss on the Chargers, which I mean, give me a break. Uh, you should have won that one. <laughs> and then the Raiders. Love the Raiders pick. I said it last week. 23, 27 and one. You are unable to get. Well, actually, we go into the playoffs, so you can still get to five hundred. This is not over. You've had a nice climb here. 23, 27, and 1. I'm sure you're not ready to pick, so I'm going to go first. That's usually how Is it that goes. Right? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. First pick, and I mean, I think this is free money. If you want to take this pick, don't tell me I can't take it. Just take it with me. Patriots minus 2.5 against the Jets. Not only are the Jets just an abomination, not only do they have probably the worst head coach ever, and... 
uh, Matt Patricia as the Lions coach was not as bad as Robert Sala as a Jets coach. This guy's a clown. And Belichick has beaten the Jets 157 times in a row. Here comes 158. Rumor is this is, you know, Belichick's last game as a Patriots coach. He's going to get traded to Washington or he's going to get traded to this place. Who knows how all this is going to play out? Nobody fucking knows except for Bill Belichick. But that being said, he don't lose this game. This is going to be a laugher. I might actually tune into this because, you know, I love Jet Payne. And there's no way. Give me Patriots minus nine and a half. I, I might actually up this spread. Patriots all day. That's a win. All right. Give me Seattle minus three at Arizona. Now, this uh, this goes against my Kyler's a baller comments during the season. But they went, you know, Arizona shot their load last week at Philly. Um, their coach is also uh, an ex-coach of Philly and and this and that and everything. So there was like some motivation or some this. Or some, I, I don't know. Philly stinks. Good for Arizona getting that win. Seattle needs this game for the playoffs. It's in division. It's Pete Carroll. I think Arizona is going to win this. Um, excuse me. I think Seattle's going to win this game. No problem. So give me Seattle minus three. And then like I've discussed a couple times on the show, Give me the Ravens plus three and a half. I actually bet this plus four on an app already today. Uh, Lines obviously moving. It's Mason Rudolph. And again, I can't, and I'm not saying that the Ravens are going to win this game, but if Pittsburgh's going to win this game, it's going to be by a field goal. Don't give me this fucking Baltimore is going to lay down to an in-division opponent that they've already lost to this season. And just say, here, get do yourself a favor. Get yourself into the playoffs. You know, we don't, we don't care at all about that. Fuck that. We just discussed this whole thing. Get out of my face. John Harbaugh is not letting Mike Tomlin just walk into the postseason. Give me the Ravens plus three and a half. And the game's probably going to be like nine to six. You know, either way. <laughs> nobody nobody no, really. I mean, to move the ball. It was 16-10 in week three or four when they played. And these, these two teams historically play like under 30-point games. Uh, and the, oh, the over-under is like 36 and a half or something, which is a little high, but I've been burned too many times on over-unders this year. I'm not touching them, so I'm just going to take the Ravens plus three and a half. So there you go. Pats minus two and a half in a meaningless game. Seattle needs to win and get help. Give me Seattle minus three at Arizona and give me the Ravens plus three and a half trying to keep their division foes out of the postseason. Love it. Love it. Uh, all right. So first game I saw, I mean, I'm essentially just taking a pick em with the Texans and the Colts. I just, yes. I I like the Texans. I know they're going to Indy, but in the words of our great, great friend, that pathetic tra- trash franchise, Indianapolis Colts, ain't doing shit. Give me CJ Stroud and Nico Collins, and give me that win in Indy, baby. And I'll lay the point, but that's a win. I don't think uh, the Colts are going to be able to keep up with them. The Minshew Maniacs. So give me the Texans, minus one. Like it. We're going to go to the frozen tundra of Lambeau. I talked up these nice. uh, Chicago Bears uh, a lot. And to be honest, I just I, I don't love Green Bay. I think, CJ, I think uh, Jordan Love is okay. But their weapons just aren't there. And I've been hearing a lot reading a lot i don't know did you hear this thing with the the cow or the uh the bears last week 
the fans were cheering, we want fields, we want yes. fields, right? I saw it. I saw a clip, yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, Chicago's <clears throat> and, just... And, and Green Bay's defense is bad. Yeah, and Chicago's defense is fucking good. Yeah. So they are playing... And fields make shit happen, man. I love this pick. Yeah, I love so this So I'm going to take Chicago, and I know it's in Green Bay, but listen, they're going to so do... what? They're going to do what we did. We just don't want them to go. So give me the Bears plus the three points. Last but not least, I'm going to take my own team. I think for the first time in the year, TM, there is. Yeah, because I kept taking them. (laughs) What's that? It's because I took them almost every week probably for the first time. (laughs) But you're telling me that a Dan Campbell team that got fucked by the NFL is going to allow the Minnesota Vikings, who have nobody on their team, walk into our stadium last game of the year and even come close to hanging with us, they just got blown out at home by the Packers. Get out of here with this shit. Give me minus 10 for Detroit. This game's going to be a celebration Taylor Decker and the offensive lineman. Where are you going? We are not going. We are yeah, we are saving. We're saving the party for next week. The playoffs. Yeah, oh, we got a home so playoff awesome, game, man. baby. Oh my Let's god. Oh. So yeah, Taylor Decker and the offensive lineman are gonna report 75 times in this game. Just to I never catch a pass. Officials. Never right, kept, yeah, never... exactly. They're just going to report properly every single play. <laughs> every play. Just to Love spite it. the NFL. So give me Detroit, minus three. That game will be minus ten, no problem. Chicago, I think, goes in and beats Green Bay. And the Texans, I think, take care of business against uh, the Colts and then pray for Jacksonville to lose. So those are the picks, man. All right. That's it. Good so, weekend of football coming up, baby. I can't believe how excited I am and nervous for week 18. Um, um, so the Bears. The thing with Fields, and again, like like I say with Murray, I mean, these are those, like the, the I mean, Lamar is on another level. Lamar, and I heard him compared to, Randall Cunningham, not Randall Cunningham, excuse me, Michael Vick recently, and watching him just kill my team, I think that's spot on. Like, he physically looks like uh, Michael Vick. He's not lefty, but he moves like him. He's developed, I think, you know, throwing the ball. Lamar's been nasty. And, you know, give him the MVP. I understand. It's not even close. It should be Well, you could make it. It's not. I mean, Hill sat out and has kind of been pooped the last couple of weeks he's not getting the stats that he needed to get that 2000 yards i think to win the award but like giving it to mccaffrey i don't know man like your quarterback is is like the favorite for three or four weeks in mid to late season and now all of a sudden he has one egg and he falls off and now your running back moves up get out of here with that shit like uh, i don't want it i don't want to it to be a quarterback only award i don't want to be in that mindset but Lamar Jackson does a lot more than, you know, just pass the ball. But he's developed this year as a thrower. And the way he moves is just so much like Michael Vick. And, and you know, to have a guy like that, like Tua doesn't move like that. Tua, Tua throws a good ball. 
But Tua's got to get it out in two seconds or mistakes happen. Tua doesn't run for any yards during a fucking game. Oh, yeah. No. And, you know? and so that being said, the point I'm trying to make is like for Fields, like I, I respect Fields. I like that the fans are cheering for him because if, you know, he's injured early in the season and we're talking about him fucking being somewhere else next year. Yeah. Why would you why would you move on from this guy and draft another maybe? I mean, he's showing that he, you know, you gave him a good receiver. He's got a good tight end. And he's fucking moves the ball. Like they score a lot of points that team. I just you know, that is I wish Tua could move like that, but he's he's not going to be that guy. So in today's fields. NFL, you know, it's it's a it's a Mahomes, it's Allen, it's Fields, it's Murray, it's Jackson. It. I, I think that there's something to be said for that. And that's you know, I mean, but that's what Fields doesn't needs. do. That, but you have that running game, right? Tua doesn't do that, but we have that running game. I think if you don't have the O line in the running game, you need a quarterback like that. Like yeah. I think that's the that's the only need, two ways to win offensively. And what Fields needs to do to get to that next level, and what Lamar has discovered and able to do is he's you got to be able to read the field. You got to see the whole field, right? While you're moving. And that's what, when we played the Ravens and they demolished us, it's all he did. He rolled out and, and as a defense, you don't know what the fuck you're going to do. And then he just picks you apart. He finds little pockets. He finds, oh scenes, he finds the open guy. Fields isn't quite there yet. Fields is probably the most dangerous runner. Yeah, but Lamar's got six years. Right. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. give the kids some time. You know, right? And you got the number one pick, like you said. You're gonna go blow that on a maybe, on a maybe, or somebody who doesn't want. I mean, Caleb, I, I got this weird feeling. Caleb Williams, you know, only wants to go certain places. I don't know why you, you wouldn't know, he, listen. I Nick Fortuna will probably. I don't know why you wouldn't want to go to Chicago. I mean, the Chicago fan. I mean, it's a historic franchise. Fan exactly. base is hungry as hell now. Ownership and Nick can tell us about it all he wants. Ownership has some has made some poor decisions, right? Mick, Mitch Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes, you know, and, and take, but a lot of I, people pick people over Patrick Mahomes though. That's right. That's right. So, you know, he I, wasn't drafted first. Let's, you know, let's be the honest. bears, the bears team scare me moving forward. Right. 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 In, in future years, because their defense is good and they will only get better offensively. So we'll see. We'll see. Now, back to uh, one other uh, note, and I, I thank Chad for this. Um, he sent me this, this tweet. I don't know if he sent it to you, but for the Lions-Vikings game this weekend, if Vikings running back Alexander Madison fails to record a rushing touchdown on Sunday against the Lions, it will be the first time in franchise history the leading rusher on the team failed to score a rushing TD during the season. He has. He doesn't have one. He doesn't have one, and he will be the leading rusher on the team. <laughs> oh my God! Where he was, was he drafted in fantasy? Yeah, exactly, Mister Breakout, fucking oh. running back. Oh my God! They should have picked up Dalvin Cook just for uh, just for this weekend. He Cook did signed, sign. with he signed with Baltimore right, Baltimore, right? before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, whatever. He's not doing shit. He ain't doing shit. Oh, but yeah, but but PJ, he said he's fresh. Oh, okay. No shit. He's fresh, he he's fresh and healthy. He touched the ball since. He fucking, every time he nice. touched the ball for the Jets, he just fell on the ground. <laughs> he never uh, gave a fuck. I'm so glad my team didn't sign him. 
All, All right, Tim. Here we go, man. Here we go. Here we go, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just... Oh, my God, man. I don't know what to say. Can we just get, get this over with? Well, with so this the, weekend the season, upcoming... The season-long season challenge in the house here was the team in first place got the flag on the house, and I've had the flag fucking since, like, week four. I mean, even when they blew us out... At Buffalo, we were still in first, and we haven't given it up. So that's why the NFL is as as much as we bitched uh, this whole season long. um, It's the best, still the best. It is still the best. best. Yeah, Uh, we'll see. uh, We'll see you guys all next week. Uh, Hopefully, celebrating TM not only a Dolphins AFC championship, division championship. But a national championship by my boys. Ooh. Go blue, baby. Let's we'll go. see you Monday night. That's all I got to say. Not us. That's all. <laughs> we will not be recording Monday night. We that will be is watching not, the that national is correct. championship. Yeah. I hope we can record Tuesday. Yeah, we got it. We'll do. see. We'll see what happens. All right, everybody. We'll see you guys uh, next week. And uh, go Finns. Go blue. Go Lions. Let's, Let's go. go. You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the network and subscribe to the full binge at Patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And don't forget... I was going to say... Um... <laughs> what did you just say? What did you just say?